0: So, do you have a daughter or a friend who's female and you think that they may be on the autism spectrum and you don't know where to go? Well, in this video, I'm talking about female autism characteristics and this is the female autism checklist, the ultimate guide, so you know. Coming up. Hey guys, welcome back to the Aspie world. My name is Dan. I have autism, ADHD, OCD, and dyslexia, and I make weekly videos on this type of content. So if you're new around here and you just stumbled across this video and you'd like to learn more about autism and stuff, please remember to hit that subscribe button by clicking the notification bell to see more videos exactly like this one. And also if you're watching on Facebook, be sure to give this page a like and a follow to see daily videos from me. Okay. So there is this huge kind of like gap between uh, females who are diagnosed with autism and males who are diagnosed with autism. Hey guys, I'm Dan and I have autism myself and I'm male. Now I did a bunch of videos interviewing my friends who are female on the autism spectrum, and I will leave a link for that playlist in the card above here and down below in the comment section so that you guys can check that out. But in terms of, um, the female to autism balance, it's, uh, it's different to the male and autism balance and it's completely way off. Actually it's uh, one out of every three. So you get three males to one female who are diagnosed with autism, which means that they're saying that. F- female diagnosis is three times less likely than a male diagnosis, which is really weird, right? Let me know if you are a parent uh, who are or, or a friend or a carrier who is looking for somebody else in the comments down below, or are you a female who's looking to get diagnosed? Let me know in the comments right down below right now. I'd read and respond to every single one. Love talking to you guys. Super awesome. So basically I compiled a checklist of kind of like the main uh, characteristics that you would kind of look out for when you're thinking about, huh, is my daughter on the spectrum or is my best friend, Sheila, is she on the spectrum or like my grandmother, is she on the spectrum? You know, and just recently I interviewed a woman on my podcast called, um, uh, Anna Wilson and Anna's mum was 72 years old when she got diagnosed with autism, which is incredible, but it just shows that they just miss out a bulk all the time. And it's probably cause they, they're not looking for the right things. And also if you can get ahead of the game, like if you can compile a list of the things that like you notice to be autism characteristics in the female uh, person that you're dealing with before going to the, uh, the assessment process, or you go to your doctor for a referral for assessment, then this is definitely going to help. And this is why I compiled this checklist with seven items on it. And, uh, it's the ultimate one. So what I'll try and do as well is I will try and compile this into a PDF document and leave it in the link down below so you guys can see that too, because it'd be super awesome to have a printout version of this that you can kind of, you know, just use at your leisure. Okay, guys, getting back to it. Super pumped to get this video done. If you want to grab yourself some Aspie World merch, the link and the carousel under this video, you can get yourself some Aspie World merch. I've got a new line coming out and uh, yeah, so definitely check that out. Okay. So here is the checklist or female autism checklist just for you. So the first one on here is lack of eye contact. Now eye contact is a big issue for people on the autism spectrum. People on the autism spectrum have a difficulty making eye contact and maintaining that eye contact, which then evidently causes a lot of issues for people, and so it's a big indicator if someone can't hold a conversation with someone and keep consistent eye contact because consistent eye contact is definitely one of the social norms that people kind of fall into. So when you're trying to think, well, is my daughter on the autism spectrum uh, or my friend, whatever, well, do they make eye contact? It's the first thing to kind of look out for. It's not exclusive and it's not a deal breaker, but it is definitely something that you should definitely look out for. So the next thing on the list is difficulty socializing now social interaction, social communication, socializing with other people, other girls, other guys, whatever, this can be super difficult for people who are on the autism spectrum, especially females who are more outgoing by in nature, but they're more introverted because of the conditions. So they have this conflict of wanting to socialize, but then they have a super difficulty with socializing. Whereas males on the spectrum will probably just not even go out and socialize. But what I tend to see is that females who are wanting to go out and socialize and wanting to make friends, but have extreme difficulties in that end up just being reclusive. They just end up saying, okay, well that sucked. I got into like this huge argument with this girl and because they didn't understand me, blah, blah, blah. And then they come home and then they just lock themselves away. And then. They have no friends, they have no social time and it's really sad and it's really upsetting, but that difficulty with socializing is, is typically one of the most important ones to watch out for. So again, you take it off that list. You're compiling quite the list right now. So the next one is typically what I, I kind of poked about on last time, but which is the introverted personality, but outgoing in general. And what I mean by that is, you know, they. They want to go out and they want to kind of go out and do these things. Like they want to see friends. They want to go to university. They want to go to school. They want to do their best. They want to go to class and do all these things, you know, amongst having extreme social anxiety and, uh, and the fact that, you know, if they had a choice to go to a party or stay home and read their favorite book, they're going to come home and stay home and read their favorite book because they're introverted by nature. So you, it's quite a contradiction, isn't it? So, you, you know, your kid or your friend or your mom or whoever it is, you're questioning right now, you, you know, they're. They're definitely an introvert because you know who they are. You know, you live with them day and day out, but then they're all of a sudden, like, you know, going out to the, the social engine and thinking, how are they even doing this because they're the most introverted person ever. And it's so confusing. I love that contradiction, but you'll know it's kind of like one of those things, if you know what I'm talking about. You know, you know, that's exactly it. And if you know that what I'm talking about right now, give this video a thumbs up. If you're a person on the spectrum who is an introverted, outgoing person, <laughs> please give this video a thumbs up with the, the like bar down below, because we be super awesome to show a bit of love between everyone here right now as a bit of a, you know, companionship hanging out. It's awesome. Okay. So the next thing on my list is obsessive collector. Now girls who are on the autism spectrum get obsessed with collecting certain things. It could be twilight DVDs, twilight books. It could be a book series of, or, or video series of care bears. It could be anything. It could even be Winnie the Pooh, uh, plushy dolls they collect. So people with autism spectrum conditions have, uh, obsessive interests or obsessive special interests where they'll know a lot about a certain subject and kind of read it till the cows come home. And you know, if you sat at a dinner table with them and you're lucky enough to sit next to that person, you're going to get the full rundown, uh, dictionary and encyclopedia of the topic that they really, really like which is super cool, but girls on the autism spectrum decide to take it a little bit further and they're typically more collectors. They'll collect stuff. (laughs) You know, exactly what I'm talking about. I know mums out there watching this video right now thinking, goodness me. That's my, that's my kid right there. (laughs) And it's funny uh, because I also collect things, but I collect things because of, um, feeling a sort of personality to those objects, which is really interesting. And I did a video all about that. Um, but in terms of, um in terms of females on the spectrum collecting, they're collecting because that's their obsession and they collect their obsession and it accumulates, which is super, super interesting. I find it really, really interesting, really funny. And I know every mum out there who's got like every beanie baby in their kind of basement or loft or garage or, or attic is going to be like, yep, we got them. We got every, you know, care bed, teddy in the world <laughs> sitting in her loft. So yeah, super awesome. Okay. So the next one is really interesting. Selective mutism. So selective mutism comes kind of hand in hand with autism and it's very, very common, especially with high, um, support needs people who are on the spectrum, but in terms of uh, females on the spectrum, they have a type of selective mutism where it comes into play, where it's almost like, like super shy, like. Say you, your, your daughter's really, really confidential talk to, you know, you and you, your family members, everybody and blah, blah, blah. She's like, won't shut up about her favorite topic, talking to everybody. Just chatter, chatter, chatter. Like we all do it's just super awesome. And then you, uh, your friend comes over or, or your cousin who lives in like a different country comes over and you're like, Hey, check out my daughter. Hey, say hi daughter. And the daughter's like completely just nope. Goes to the room stays in the room. <laughs> Doesn't say a word the whole time. The person's down, they could be staying with you for Christmas. And they won't say a word to them. Right. And it's selective mutism because it's like an overwhelming uh, feeling because it's like, it's overwhelming to be around somebody you don't understand or don't know, and so it just becomes a silent kind of gesture where you say, well, I'm going to keep t- silent, keep quiet. And I have nothing to add to this conversation controls, still trying to set out the, the anxiety from it. It's super, super common. And actually it's. Very, very common. You'll notice that um, a lot of kids on the spectrum will be selective mute, especially girls. And I've noticed this quite a lot. I can see you all ticking off this list right here and like nodding your head and laughing to yourself. And yeah, it's 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 super interesting. But I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you are enjoying it. And then guys, remember, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I do posts on there and blog posts on there. So go over to Instagram, give me a cheeky follow. That'd be super dope. Okay, so the next one on my list is masking to meltdown. Like, what is masking to meltdown? And it's basically this. If you're masking is a term that you use in autism and it's, it's common with everybody in autism, but more so common in females on the autism spectrum, where they will try and put on a front, a persona, like, Hey, I'm a confident person, I'm going to talk to people in school. I want to go to school and do all this stuff, but it's exhausting because they're masking, they're putting on a persona, like a, almost like they're acting to be somebody else to fit into social norms. Right. And by doing that, they kind of go to school all day, do all this stuff. Masking, you know, grade a student, super awesome. Then they come home and it's just like. Ah, you know, meltdown moment, back throws down, goes up to their room, has a crazy meltdown or the, the you, you know, your daughter comes home from school or you come home from school if you're, if you're a female and, uh, you know, you've had a full day of masking and then you go to the, the fridge to get a chocolate sauce out because you're going to make yourself a bowl of ice cream with chocolate sauce. Super dope. I'm vegan, so I have the vegan version, but it's still dope. And then there's no chocolate sauce that. Flips the lid, bang, on table's flying, there's loads of stuff going on, and it's called masking to meltdown because you've kept it up all day to be, you know, all the masking all day, and then at the end of the day, you kind of come home and, ugh. Oh. So having to mask causes meltdowns. So you'll definitely see this type of behavior, and uh, mums, dads, you've got to take this video as a like if you understand exactly what I'm talking about right now. I feel it. Okay. So the last thing here is shy and quiet. Now, typically girls on the autism spectrum are typically shy and quiet people. They're quite well, you know, well-reserved. They're not loud. They're not obnoxious. You know, they're quite shy, quite reserved. Um, you know, a, a, as typical people, you know, they're, they're quite just into their thing and they do their own thing. So this is a, com- a common characteristic that just sometimes missed out because people don't really think, oh, just because they're shy or they're quiet. means that they're on the spectrum. But if you attach that to the other, like six things that I pointed out, then that compiles quite the list. Wouldn't you say? So that was the list. Now, if you think this could help somebody, please tag them in the comments of this video or share it on Facebook and then tag them in the comments and click that subscribe button. To see more videos like this. I will see you next time guys. Peace.